But I just know God has something special. We're super blessed to have our dear friends, Pastor Stephen and Portia Sumner, with us. And the ladies just had an awesome time yesterday. And I know God's given Sister Portia something that's just flowing with what's in my heart. So, sis, come on. And uh, however you guys are coming, both of you, one of you, whatever doing, tag team, amen. Pass the baton, do whatever you need to do. Wow, so good to be here. I, I just want to say thank you, first of all, to Ray and Jenny, who is always the best uh, in hospitality, and your pastors who just always have our back, just loves us, loves on us and encourages us. And I just want to say it's just such an honor and privilege, first of all, to be here, to be able to speak here at this great church. And before I even talk, I want my husband, my better half, Pastor Stephen Sumner, to have words. Amen. All right, all right. Well, good morning, Solid Rock. Good morning. Woo, are you alive? Yeah. yeah, I was just telling this gentleman uh, that song he sang. I was over there in tears. You know, it's okay for men to cry. Uh, I know we want to be strong and, and macho and manly, but uh, when I first got saved, I remember singing that song 30 years ago, and I don't even know who wrote that song, but there's something about God's presence and when you worship. And so I'm going to talk to all the men. Ladies, you got blessed yesterday. But uh, uh, there's nothing wrong with men lifting up your hands and your heart. And, and there's, how many you know that David was a mighty man of war, but he was a worshiper. He was a worshiper, and he knew a secret of God's strength and power. And so, anyhow, thank you, brother, for sharing that song. It blessed me, blessed my socks off. Uh, I was praying that your pastor would just wait a few more minutes because I wanted to sing that song again. But no, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But honor Pastor, uh, pastor Don and Sue. Uh, we honor you. And greetings from uh, San Leandro, from our church, Encounter Church in San Leandro. And uh, so we just bring you greetings today, and we love and appreciate all of you. This is like home for us, your family to us. And uh, I better give this mic back to Pastor Portia, otherwise I'm going to start preaching at you. So amen. It's, it's great to be with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, get ready, get ready, because I don't know what God's going to all do today. But I just know a while ago I had a dream about this church. feel the presence of God here. But I'm telling you, I had this dream, and it was so vivid. The first part of the dream, there were people talking against this church. There were people tearing down the pastors. And, and it was like the spirit of witchcraft. They didn't realize it, though. You know, I mean, they didn't realize it, but it was a spirit of witchcraft. And I remember I started, I started go going in and just interceding, Pastor Don. I started interceding. And then um, all of a sudden, I woke up prophesying. It was like I was standing here, and I, I, I don't even know, but I woke up just prophesying that God is not, God is not done with this church. And, th and then I just start, I said, I said, the spirit of God is reversing every word that was spoken against this church. And God has called this church to be a, to be a light on the hill, to be a city of refuge. And God has called you, Pastor. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, oh, and even in this hour, God is awakening you, and he's causing you to see, see clear than you've ever seen before. God is causing the vision to arise again in this house. He is causing the vision of God to arise. He is stirring you. He is stirring you. He is stirring you to win souls again. He is stirring you to testify again. He's stirring you to be a witness again. God is calling you, church, to arise and see who he's created you to be. Your authentic self that he has created you to be here in 2022. God is going to move again. He is going to raise up worshipers again he is going to raise up those that will play on the instruments he is going to raise up those with a pure heart and a pure spirit God is going to use you church oh get ready get ready get ready get ready God is saying today oh I want you to see who I've called you to be don't look at your neighbor and say no God has called this one don't look at to the right and say no God has called this one. I want you to see today that God has called you he has called you to take this region he has called you to take this region for his kingdom he's called you church he's called you he's called you don't look at somebody else but God says look at yourselves Woo, my God Woo! come on your favorite of God 
your favorite of God, church. It doesn't matter what was said. It doesn't matter what people say. But in this hour, God is calling for his true, true worshipers to arise. He's calling for you and I, come on, to be our authentic selves. Woo, I better hurry up because I, ooh, I'm telling you. I felt the wind of God, the Holy Ghost just come through me. And I'm telling you, I just want to stir you. I want you to get excited. I want you to see again. I want you to come on to have a vision for this region again. Have a vision for your neighbors. Come on, ha have, have a vision that people, those in the grocery store, come on, have a vision. God has given you a voice to be a testimony, to be a testimony for the lost. Come on. Woo, 2022. Oh my God, I'm so excited here. I got to calm down just to preach to you. <laughs> but here we are in the year 22. I'm, I'm, I'm glad 2021 is over. Who's glad? Woo, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 2021 was a year of great loss. It was a year of a lot of other things. But for me, I lost one of my, my sisters. My, my sister, uh, Tara, went on to be with the Lord. She was a prophet of the Lord. I'm talking about a prophet. I mean, I would call her, I would be, somebody would be in my, in my office and I would, they would be telling me, I said, let me just show you how good God knows you. And I would pick up the phone and call her with them right there. And she would read their mail like she was listening to the conversation. And I tell you, I'm, I, when God took my sister, it was, it was deep for me. You know, um, I had, uh, what happened basically was that she had a dream my little sister had a dream. I think Kalila's been here. She had a dream that my sister, three dreams that my sister died. So I called her and I had told her not to get the vaccine. I said, this is not for you. You know, I'm not, we don't knock anybody who does. We don't knock anybody who doesn't. It's up to you. It's your decision. That's how you know it's the devil forcing you to do something though. When you, when you uh, are being forced to do something, God never forces you to do something in his word. Everybody know that. Come on. So, so my sister, she felt forced to do it. And Anyway, she said, well, you know, what's the worst that can happen? I can die and go to heaven, and that's not a bad thing. And so she told me that, and I said, oh, okay, you know, I can't argue with that, because she had been to heaven before. She had already been to heaven before. God had took her on journey to heaven, and she was sliding down snow mountains with Jesus, and she said she went into this river, and she saw things, eyes haven't seen, ears. She was like, I can't wait to go back there. So God seemed fit to take her. And I was like, man, I'm glad 2021 is over. Then we start off kind of rough already, huh, in 2022. But God has something for you and I. Are you ready? You have your notebooks. You have your pen. You have your, you have your paper. You don't never want, you, you always want to come in here prepared, you know. I, I would recommend not having a cell phone because you get distracted by the cell phone. You know, some little thing might come up, but, you know, but if you have your notebook and you have your paper, you say, you know what? I'm ready to write down because a short pencil is better than a long memory. Come on. Come on. It's better. It's better. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, we used to sing this song years ago. We used to march down the streets of Oakland praying for pastors and everybody to get together. And we used to say, we shall overcome, we shall overcome someday within my heart. I do believe that we shall overcome someday. Well, 2022 has to be the year we overcome. Today is the day. Today is the day of overcoming. It has to be the day that we overcome. The day of overcoming is now. Come on, somebody say it's in my DNA. No more going back on resolutions. Some of y'all already started going back. Nope. No more going back on resolutions. We have, to, we have to stick to our resolutions. We have to see it through the end. Why? Because the world was waiting for the manifestations of the sons and the daughters of God. Now is the time for the true sons and daughters to arise. Now is the time for us to recognize who God has called us to be. Amen. And walk in it. What better time to do it in the year of the triple twos? Come on. So my question for you that I want to start with is do you know who you are? I'm talking about your authentic self. 
You see, there's a lot of people trying to be somebody else. But I'm talking about, do you know who God has created and called you to be? It's time to get to know you in 2022. Come on. Who is the me that God created me to be? Number one, you can put it up here if I have it. I was created in the image of God. I was created. I am a spirit with a soul in a body. Everybody know that. Right? We know that there's a father, there's a son, there's the Holy Spirit. But I am a spirit with a soul in a body. Number two, I am an overcomer. God is calling an over. You, you see, before he already knew that you was going to be an overcomer. He already knew that the struggles that you were facing, the, 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 the addictions, whatever it was, that you were going to get over those things. He, he already created me to be an overcomer. Oh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited because I'm not going to be like I was yesterday. Today, I am created to be an overcomer. There is an overcomer that the world will see. Oh, Pastor Persia, you don't know. I used to be in, I used to be in gangs. Maybe I did stupid stuff. I did. <laughs> Maybe I like to beat up people. Maybe I had a problem with anger, but not anymore because today I'm an overcomer. I'm not that way anymore. Don't judge me by, by where I used to be. Uh, come on, because today I'm a new person. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Today I am an overcomer. Number three, I am not a quitter, but a finisher. <laughs> Somebody say, I'm a finisher. I'm not a quitter. I am created to be a finisher, not a quitter. So some of you, you maybe came, you know what? The devil always tells you, just go on and give up. Just go on and give up on God. Just go on. You don't even understand. Your sister died. This person died. The person you was praying for, God ain't even hearing you. You might as well just forget it. That's the enemy talking to you. God is saying, you know what? I've called you to be not a quitter. I've given you your own race to run. I've given you your own, come on. I've given you your own crown to win. You have got to understand who you are. You are not a quitter. You know, it's something because I learned, I learned uh, a long time ago that the enemy, what he does is he a lot of times speaks to us in the first person. Who knows what I'm talking about? You could be happy one day and the enemy will say to you, I feel depressed. I feel frustrated. I don't got no money. Everybody, you know, I'm broke. All my friends, you know, they got boyfriends and girlfriends, whatever. But me, I'm the lonely, lonely one. You don't even realize it. You think it's you talking to you like that. And the enemy, if you listen long enough, you'll start to just dwell on those things. That's why the Bible says, whatsoever things are lovely, come on, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are of good report, if there's any virtue in it, to think on these things. So the enemy wants to take our minds in this hour and cause us to think on the news. Not nobody in here, pastors, other churches that I minister at, though, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all got it, y'all got it, glory, glory. So yeah, we got to turn that television off, Pastor Stephen said. Sometimes it could be, it could just be our gospel. And you know what they have said on CNN? And you know what they have said on Fox? No, we're not listening to that. We listen to what the Bible says. What is Jesus saying? What does he want me to say? I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Come on, come on. In 2022, I'm discovering who I am. Come on, I'm called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Come on, this is how we find out right here. Right here. So I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to say, it's time to live up to the authentic me. The me that God created me to be. It's time to live up to my full potential. 2022, returning to a place of intimacy with God. See, there's been a lot of things in 2021 that took our attention. There's a lot of things in 2022 that's trying to take our attention. But we got to say, you know what? I'm going to return to that place of intimacy with God. You know how you was when you first got saved? How you didn't care? You just had to get in touch with him. You had to get in that secret place. Come on, you had to cry out. You had to just say, you know what? I'm just going to go in and I'm just going to go and, and play the piano or I'm just going to go and sing. I'm going to put on a worship song. But I got to get into the presence of God. I'm not living off anybody else's relationship. It's my relationship with him. 
intimacy with God. You know what I am too? Number four, I'm a, I'm a time manager. Because I'm a time manager, because I'm a time manager, you see, I'm not going to let anybody take away my time with God. I'm not going to let anybody take away. I'm not going to let anything separate me from the love of God. Nothing. It was a song I wrote years ago. Nothing is going to stop my praise. Nothing's going to stop my praise. Nothing is going to stop my praise. Nothing's going to stop my praise. Not death, not life, not principalities. Nothing's going to stop my praise. Because I'm created to worship. Just like you are. You are created to worship. Come on. So I want you to understand it. What it means to connect to him. To spend time with him. Beholding him, I'm changed. Now, see, if, I, if I'm just looking at the news, I'm worshiping it. If all, if, if all I'm just into is, is the news, come on, you know, Pastor David, before he dies, say, get your face in the book. Get off Facebook. Come on, get your face in the book. So he says, I want you to just behold me because beholding you, I'm changed into the image that I'm supposed to be and I'm created to be. But if whatever I'm thinking about the most is what I'm worshiping. Do you hear me what I'm saying? If I'm thinking about Whatever it is, whatever it is, I'm thinking about this, what's happening on the news or what's happening, that's what I'm worshiping. But if I, if I take my attention and I cast down those vain imagination, everything that would exalt itself above before the knowledge or above the knowledge of God, then I'm start to worship him. In Matthew 6 and 6, we, we read it yesterday, us and the women, contains a powerful secret. Somebody say secret. It's regarding the where of prayer. But when you pray, Go into your room and close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Somebody say close the door. And we talked about it yesterday. So you're going to close the door to distractions. You're going to close the door to discouragement. You're going to close the door to disappointment. You're going to close the door to frustration. Come on. You're going to close the door to he said, she said. Come on. You're going to, what can you close the door to? You're going to close the door to excuses. We're going to close the door. Because you have a goal in mind. Because God is calling you to be the authentic you in 2022. He's calling you to rise up and see who you really are and walk in who he's called you to be. Come on. So God says, I want you to come on on. Come on into the secret place. I have something to tell you, and I'm waiting for you here in the secret place. Woo! This is good. 2022, the year of the triple twos. And you look at that. Every time I look at that zero, I think of birthing. God is birthing something in me. He's birthing something new. It don't matter how old you are. I love, what, what, what was it, Caleb, that said, was in his 80s, that said, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. See, the enemy, what he does, oh, look, look how old you are. You can't, can you really, God, use you now? Oh, God is going to use you now. Come on. God is not looking for golden vessels. He's not looking for silver, silver vessels, Catherine Kuhlman used to say. But come on, he's looking for yielded vessels. That's what he's looking for. Doesn't matter how old you are. Oh, we're going to get there. So according to the Bible, we see the number two is a symbol of union. We see that God has called us to walk together in a power of agreement. We also see, we also see that, that he's bringing balance to us because it's one over here and one over here. Think of a scale. Some of us can be off balance. Off balance. Off balance, off balance, off balance. What happens is a lot of times people that's raised in the church a long time, people that's raised in the church a long time, they can get real spiritual. They can get real religious. And they start looking around and tell you what you're not doing and what you should be doing and what you could be doing. That's why the Bible says consider the Molding your, you know, the little tiny, the big old giant tree sticking out of your eye. <laughs> Before you look at the little leaf in your brothers. And I be wanting to tell people so bad, but God won't let me. 
Ooh, that would be so good to say that. Lord say, you ever text a whole bunch of messages? God say, erase it. Okay. Then you want to text again. Erase. Okay, I got it out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. But we can look around and we can look at somebody else. But God wants to bring balance to us. He wants to see. And the first person that we got to judge is ourselves. The first person we got to look at is ourselves and say, God, where am I falling short? There was areas that Pastor Portia was falling short. I know it's hard to believe. But it's true. <laughs> My husband was like, yeah, I know. I know all the areas that you was falling short in. You see what I'm saying? Oh, we're going to get there today. Come on. We're going to get there. Because God, is, God only shows us what's wrong with us to help us. He doesn't condemn us like the devil does. But he says, you know what? Yeah, you, you, your mouth, there you go again. Your anger, the way you talk to your husband. I know nobody in here, but I'm talking about me. Okay, and the way that you talk, you, you needed to correct that. Okay, you, you, you was disrespectful, but God wants to bring balance to us. That we're not just looking one way. We're not just loving God in church. Hallelujah. Come on, but we're loving people 24-7, always. So we have a lot of counterfeits in the world. God is, God is bringing us out of division and separation. We have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to talk about somebody, but we choose not to. Listen, listen, we say, you know what? Mm. We're going to speak well even though we don't have to speak well. We choose to speak well. And I'm going to tell you why that's so important. A long time ago, I think I shared it with you, but the guy just passed away not too long ago. But I was in this church service. I'm talking about the power of God moving. I'm talking about people getting up out of wheelchairs, deaf ears being open. And it was, it was just one of those services. I mean, I was just, it was ridiculous. And then this guy, he gets up and he says, Pastor Portia, sing Jesus is here. He's from Africa, you know. And I was like, do you know Jesus is here? Do you know the song Jesus is here? And everybody's like, no, I don't know that song. And so then my mother and the Lord, Mary, and she says, make it up, make it up. So I was like, okay. And, I woke, and then I just start singing, Jesus is here, the one that heals me. Jesus is here, the one that sets me free because of the blood. Of Calvary, because he took the pain and bore disease for me. I know I am healed. I know I am free. Oh, because Jesus is here. I was like, come on, Holy Spirit. Come on, Holy Spirit. So all these, all these people are in this line, Pastor, they're all getting, get, getting healed and everything, and I have to know the secret. How are all these people getting healed? How is these, these deaf ears being? Oh, I know the guy wasn't faking because I brought him. Come on, come on. I said, I said, I, come on. I, 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 I said, how are these people getting healed? So I go up to the pastor, and I said, Pastor, uh, I just got to know. I got to know the secret. He said, okay, Portia. I said, okay, what is it? What is it? I'm thinking I'm going to get this really great, you know, revelation. Every time I want to say something, I shut up. Every time I want to say something that God has not said, it may be true, it may be true, it may be true, but I shut up. I only say what God has told me to say. I was like, that's it? That's the secret? I'm still working on that. Jesus, my mouth. We got to see this. God didn't call me to be that, even though. I was a defender. I had to be a defender because in order in my neighborhood growing up, we had to fight to go to school. We had to fight to come home from school. We lived in the ghetto. And so I became a defender. And my husband is always saying, babe, you're a defender again. You need to let God defend. Okay, okay, it's just hard. But I would love for you to ponder the question today. Have I been who God created me to be? Even with my mouth, even with what I speak, 
Have I been who God has created me? Have I, am I saying what God has told me to say? Am I being my authentic self? Have I been living up to God's expectation of me or people's expectation of me? Think about that for a minute. Psalms 37, 23. I think we got that slide. It says, the Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. The Lord makes firm the steps. The Lord makes firm. He, he, you know, God is going to uphold you with his hand. The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. How many know that God has given us direction for the way we should walk? How many know that? It's right here, right here, right here. <gasps> how many know that God has given us direction for how we should talk? How many know that God has given us direction for how we should eat? Uh-oh, Pastor Portia, see, now you get my meddling business, you meddling. That God has given us direction. How we should think. Absolutely. So God has given us this. He has given us direction for what we should eat. I, I went away. Uh, I had an opportunity. Some people in my church, I didn't even know they had any money. They actually came up to me and they said, you know what? I'm going to send you guys away. Me and my brother. My brother and I was experiencing some health issues. So I'm going to send you away. They sent us to this place called Hippocrates. And at this place, it was people there from all over. People that had a, a lot of people was there that had adverse reactions to the shot. That then people couldn't help them. Then there was a lot of people there with cancer, cancer stage three, cancer stage four, and that people were there was reversing these diseases. And it was really good to see that. So in 2022, God is calling us back to the garden in the way that we eat. I had lost 25 pounds. Hallelujah, glory. But I got a lot, lot more to lose. But I thank God I had to start somewhere. You know, because the enemy wants you to give up. See? But I can't give up because there's too much to do. And if God don't use us, then who's going to use? Come on. So in Psalms 37, oh, wait, let me go back. It says, early in Psalms, David explains, it says, when we commit our ways to the Lord, he will bring about our righteousness. We got to commit our ways to him. God, I'm committing my ways to you. And in Psalms 37, 23, David proclaims that God orders or directs even the individual steps of a person. And God takes delight in the person. He takes delight in the person. He orders our steps. The steps of a good man and woman is ordered by the God, by the Lord. The term ordered and established is from the Hebrew verb that can also mean to guide or direct or make reliable. In other words, the person who has committed his ways to God will have his steps made sure by God. So I'm going to commit my ways to God because that's who I'm creating. Oh, come on, y'all. You starting to see who you are now? You starting to see it? So God loves us so much that he takes pleasure in leading and guiding us. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and he will direct your. Come on, y'all know the word. I'm acknowledging you in all my way. I'm seeking first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Come on. Psalms 37, 24 says, because the law of God is in our hearts, our steps or our path won't be slippery. The law of God. You know that, that scripture, so what is it, Psalms 119, 11, that says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So in 2022, God is leading us into the secret place again. He's leading us into the secret place. The secret place is a spiritual place that you and I need to move into because he is there. And in that secret place, in our time alone with him again, well, Pastor Persia, you know, I just got too much going on. I don't really got time to pray. Everybody say this. A lot of prayer. A lot of power. A little prayer. A little power. No prayer. No power. We were privileged to have Dennis Balcom stay with us. If you don't know who Dennis Balcom is, he's a man that's credited with getting 70 or 60 million Chinese people saved. And every time we get up in the morning, Dennis would be gone. At night, he would be coming in. And one day I caught him and I said, Dennis, what are you doing? I said, every time I see you, you're leaving. He said, I'm out praying, Portia. He said, I'm out praying. 
I said, oh, yeah? I said, with all this praying you're doing, how are you getting anything accomplished? And he just stopped, and he looked at me, and he said, the more you pray, the more you accomplish. The less you pray, the less you accomplish. So David wrote, he said, yeah, though I walk, listen to this. We're going, to, we're going here. We're gonna, I'm, I'm going to hurry up. David wrote, he says, though I walk to the valley of what? The shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And Luke 21, 26 talks about men's heart failing them because of the fear of the things coming upon them. I've talked to people that's so afraid, that's so afraid, been so afraid they haven't come out of their house in two years. So afraid that they actually draw a chalk line for nobody to come near them, even their own kids. Cray cray. Getting all caught up into the world, looking and beholding the fearful things. And the enemy, what his job is, is to go around as a roaring lion. He's going seeking whom he may devour. But think about it with me. If the enemy is seeking whom he may devour, then there must be a people that he can't devour. There must be a, come on. If he can only seek who he can devour, then there must be somebody that he can't devour. Woo! These are some things that shake us in life. There are some things that shake us in life. There are things that concern us in life. I understand. There are some things that can make us fearful in life. But there's also, we got to understand, there's a difference between being petrified and being scared. There's a difference in being paralyzed in fear, Right? There's a total difference uh, of being cautious and being paranoid. Oh, you didn't have your mask. You didn't have your mask on. You got your mask. You got, where's your mask? Where's your mask? You didn't have, oh my God. You don't even know you didn't study mask. Study the other thing. It wasn't doing nothing anyway. It was there to make people feel better. It was a mental thing. I can prove it, but if you want to talk to me about it. But there are some things that shake us in life. There are things that concern us, but there's a difference between all these things, being concerned and being fearful. So fear is a spirit. Somebody say fear is a spirit. The devil thrives off of a fear like God moves off of faith. He thrives. You know, it's like a dog. You know, a dog can go around you and just know you're scared. My dog get mad at people that are scared of him. Only time you really hear, he gets, I got a pit bull, but he's like the church mascot. He's a loving dog. But if you're scared of him, something about that he don't like. <laughs> so phobias cause us to be stuck. It causes us to be stuck. Somebody say, I'm not going to be stuck. So not to, be, not to be able to speak when we are afraid. Can't think straight. The enemy loves for you and I to be afraid. The greatest place you and I can be in is in the will of God. You know, I was, telling, I was telling my friend Jenny, I said it was like four or five people at one time in our church that got COVID, and I went to all their houses. Went in there, set up the nebulizer, put it, all the stuff in there. Did I eventually end up with COVID? Yes, I did. Didn't last a long time, though. Because I know that no weapon, though it may be fashioned against me, it shall not prosper. And I know that God did not tell me that I was going to die of no COVID. God, no, he did not tell me that I was going to die of that. Come on. I want to die a martyr for Christ. I want to die going out and doing the will of God. Come on. I want to die standing up. And if I die, so be it. Let me die in faith. I was getting mad because I said, you know, my, my husband, my husband, just like you guys, he said, I'm not cutting, shutting down the church. God didn't tell us to do that. And God said, well, not one pair person, if you, shut, if, you, if you leave these doors open, we'll die of COVID. And I said, well, glory to God. We're leaving the doors open. I have the, some of the top people, tithers, leave our church. My source is not you. My source is not you. My source is him. Come on, somebody. Come on. So there's different phobias. So God calls us to be, now this is, this is something right here. God calls us to be sheep. Did you know that? Who knows that? I'm, I was like mad about that kind of. I was like, couldn't you like have like a, a tiger or a lion or something? Like, you know, he calls me something like this, that to get you back, ah, you know, something. 
But God called us to be sheep. He said, I want you to be sheep in the midst of wolves. Why is that? Why does he want me to be a sheep? Bah. So take no thought. He said, take no thought where you're going to stay. Make no provision for yourself. I mean for you to be, everybody said vulnerable. God has called me to be vulnerable. To trust in him. To protect you. The weapons of our warfare are not carnival, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So Psalms 23, let's look at that real quick. Psalms 23, it says, uh, so we see who our God is in Psalms 23. We see that God is our shepherd in Psalms 23. Because if, if we don't see him as our shepherd, uh, he's going to glorify, we're going to glorify the enemy. So you don't hear David speaking of a, of a, or magnifying the enemy in Psalms 23. Oh, y'all got to see this. You don't see David. He's just not magnifying the enemy in Psalms 23. He's magnifying the shepherd. I pictured the shepherd in this story as like Bruce Lee shepherd, like Jesus, like with the, with the, with the whole rock. You know, I just picture it. He's not a weak shepherd. So you don't hear David speaking or magnifying the enemy. The Lord is my shepherd. Somebody say, the Lord is my shepherd. He is my personal shepherd. It's not just, it's not just he belongs to me, but I belong to him. So David understands that it means to be a shepherd. He leads me besides the still waters. So you got to look at this. Look at, see, see, what happens is if you have sheep, you know about sheep, if, if there's waters running so fast, sheep can get dizzy and fall into the water and just act out. But God said he's slowing the waters down. Come on. He leads me by the still waters. He puts me back on the path. God knows what speed you can handle stuff. He restores my soul. Even when I fail, he restores me. When I was, when I was tired, come on. Come on, he gave me strength. When I wanted to give up, come on, he restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Because why? Who with me? Whoop. Whoop. Who's with me? My shepherd. So you got to understand who your God. Oh, my God. You got to understand who your God is. Sometimes these things can help us. Can get, we can just be focused. Oh, my God. God, don't you see what's going on? God sees it. He sees everything that's going on. Nothing escapes Jesus. Come on. Nothing escapes the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So it says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I under see, I understand about shadows. It's an image. It's an Who whoever, when you was a kid, <laughs> when you was a kid, you looked over at the door and then they cut off the light, they turned off the light, and it was a coat rack or something. And then, y'all know where I'm going. And then you see, like, this is shadow. It looked like a demon in my room. Demon is in my room. So you get under the cover, you know, and you're peeking. And finally you get enough strength, because you have to use the bathroom. You finally get enough strength to go and turn on a light, and you find out it was a shadow. It was a shadow the whole time. It couldn't touch me. It couldn't do nothing to me. But it looked like it could kill me. But it wasn't nothing. It was a shadow. The coat and the hat mixed together looked like a demon. Come on. So I will fear no evil. I refuse to worry myself to death. Look at your neighbor. I refuse to worry myself to death. The Lord is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Come on, I thank God that my shepherd can fight. I, I want to I say something to you. Let me just put it this way. How many of you know that there is a big difference in knowing better and doing better? Who, who knows that? Okay, two people. Okay, I'm in trouble. Okay. So I know what to eat. Now that I've been to Hippocrates and I learned all of this stuff and I know what to eat that makes my body come alive and, and all the foods that I'm supposed to do. But I, 
you know, like, like the enemy, what it was in scripture, I will to do good, but evil is always present with me. I have been educated. I have been informed on what to do. I know how to get into the secret place. I told, I told the women last night, what was the secrets? Number one, how do you get in the secret place? Well, the first thing you do is you concentrate on the blood of Jesus. Come on, the blood that gives us strength, the blood that gives us power, the blood we, we ask ourselves to be sprinkled with the blood. God, let, let that blood cover us. And then we go and then we ask God, we repent. We stop from going our way and then we go his way. And then the next thing we do is we start worshiping and we start praising. You know, that's why the devil don't want you to praise God. You know, that, that's why we can, we can look at this to people up here as, yeah, no, no, he wants your song. He wants you to lift up your voice. He wants you to magnify his name. He wants to see your hand clapping because the Bible says I will teach your hands to war and your fingers to fight. Come on. So he don't want you to get into that presence of God. He don't want you to spend that time. And then we said, okay, we're going to praise God and we're going to thank him. Come on. You know, we're going we're gonna to get in there. Then we're going to ask for what we, what we need from the Lord. And then we're going to listen. We're going to listen. Yeah, because he wants to speak to you. He's speaking to you right now. He's saying, I want you. Come on, that's what he told me about the church. He said, tell them I want them to come into the secret place. I want them to recognize who they are. I want, come on, because what happened, what happened, the reason why so many churches got shut down, the reason why is because we start looking at man. We start looking at the pastor. We start looking at the prophet. We start looking at them, and we start letting them lead us and guide us. And God says, I want a personal relationship with Come on, you getting this. Hallelujah. So take no thought where you're going. It says this, let me go. It says, how many know? This, it says, let me, let me just go. I'm, I'm, I'm fast forwarding because I, I can be long-winded. I know now what to eat. I know now what to do. I know now. I know now, but do I do it? I have to force myself because God has called me to be the authentic me in 2022. He's called me. He called you and I to say, you know what? No more excuses because the devil wants me dead. The devil wants you dead. He doesn't want you to fulfill your purpose and your destiny because God has a plan for your life. He has a, the reason why you're even here right now is because you know God has something more for you. So it is impossible to know better and still not do better. It's not the absence. It is possible to know better and still not do better. It's not the absence of knowledge that always detours our activity, but the gulf between what we know to do and do is often a wide gulf, and we don't always reach across. While it's impossible to do better if you don't know better. But habits are harder to deal with than demons. Who knows that? I have people in my office come in my office all the time, Pastor Portia, I feel like I have a demon. I need you to cast it out of me. Absolutely. Let's do that. Let's get down to business. Let's find out why this thing got in there, and let's get this thing out. And nine times out of ten, it don't even take that long. But habits? Habits are harder to deal with than demons because you get in these habits, the habits of not praying, the habits of not listening. Well, Pastor Portia, I really want to hear the voice of God speak to me. So when you hear that tug, I want you to understand a lot of times the Lord, he speaks to you in, in the middle of the night when he say, get up out of the bed. God, can you come back at a more reasonable hour? How bad do you want God to speak to you, right? How bad? So doing better isn't always easy. Let me just tell you, wives. Wives. Don't worry, husbands, you're next. <laughs> the Lord will say, I don't want you to say that. I want you to go in here and I want you to do this instead. But we don't always do what he says, do we? We don't always walk in respect. When the Bible says, love your wives as Christ, you know that. Love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. But we don't always want to do that, huh? Well, it's the reason why, the reason why, Pastor Portia, I don't do that because my wife, you know, she just, but what, what did the Bible say? What did the Bible say do? So in this hour, God is calling us to another level of obedience. He's calling us to another level of obedience to his word. Come on. Because a lot of times the reason why God won't speak to us now is because we didn't do the last thing he told us to do. 
Nobody in here at those other churches, though. You know what I'm saying? The people we admire the most, listen, are the people who put into action what they know. 2022 is a year of action. Oh, it's a year of action for Solid Rock Church. I got so excited. Pastor took us over there yesterday, and we saw the new building. I'm like, ooh, what God wants to do in this building. I was just getting excited looking at it. I'm like, look at all this hard work. Come on, that went into these. But it's just going to be a place. It's just going to be nothing if you don't recognize who you are. It's just going in. It's just time and time. You know what I'm saying? It's just going just gonna to be a church building. But you can say, you know what, I recognize who I am, and I'm going to fill this place up. Come on, there's going to be revival in this place. Come on, God has called me. I Pastor Portia, you got me stirred up. Come on, I recognize who I am. I see that God has called me to be. Come on, greater, 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 greater than I am right now. I, I understand that it was the enemy talking to me. It was the enemy lying to me. He was saying this, and he was saying that about me. Oh, you should have never done it, devil, because I know who I've called to be, and I'm going to feel this place up by myself if I have to go out witnessing by myself I'm gonna do it people would call me and they would say well you know what there's a there's a revival going on at this church over here and I'll be like that's good that's good but I ain't going over there because God didn't tell me to go over there I said, I'm going to pray until revival come here. Did revival come? Yes, it did. I'm going to stay here until revival come. I'm going to say, if nobody else don't intercede, I'm going to intercede. Come on, somebody. You don't even know how powerful you are. You don't understand it. So it's time to put ourselves into action. We respect people that grow and change. We respect people that say, you know what, I, this is God at church. He lost like 200 pounds. I respect him because he set out a goal and he says, I'm going to do this. And he did it. People that went against the grain, that swim up the stream. Sometimes our ego can make us be loyal to our mistakes. Our ego can make us be loyal to our mistakes. To be able to say, I made a mistake. I was wrong. I just, you know, I love, I love Joe Olstein's mama. She's a sweetheart. We went to go see, years ago, we had to go to this conference out there, and Joe Olstein's mother, she spoke. I, people have some deep theology. I mean, they, you know, the Greek, the Hebrew, you know, they have some deep, I don't remember nothing, nothing they said. But she's like, let me just help you with something, pastors. Let me just tell you how to apologize. I'm sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me, I love you. You know that's the only thing I remember from the conference? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was wrong, please forgive me, I love you. God has called us to be quick repenters. I messed up. I shouldn't have listened to so-and-so talking against the pastor. I know nobody here. I know I, I, I shouldn't have listened to somebody talking against the pastor. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, I shouldn't have listened. No, 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 no. This is how you do. This is how you do. Let me, let me just give you an example. Somebody talking against your leadership and your pastor. Come on. Oh, you feel that? Let's pray for him right now. I tell you, people won't be coming to you. You start, you start interceding like that. You, start, oh God, oh Jesus. I'm not saying that they don't got faults. We all got faults. But see, it's something about when you see faults and you start praying against. You say, Lord, show them. God, God, deliver them. If this, if this is an area of weakness, God, deliver them. How long do you pray for them? I love what you just said. What was that, brother? Come on. He said, as long as it takes. Because God has called you to be a part of a family. He's called you to be a part of a community. Come on. He, he said what? He called us to cover each other. He called us to have each other's backs. He called us. And if there's a weakness in me, I, I, I thank God I have people around me that say, you know what, Pastor Portia, you know, I'm, I'm praying for you. Something came. And I said, you know what? Let me pray about that. Let me pray about that because when I say I'm going to pray about it, I'm going to pray about it. You know what I'm saying? But see, why has God called you here to Solid Rock Church? The authentic people. Oh, the authentic people of God. Come on, that's real. That's not talking in your face and smiling in your face and talking behind your back. That's not you. Woo! Come on. 
We have to be willing to correct our past decisions. We have to be willing to look back and say, maybe I talked to that person wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have responded that way. Maybe I did. God, God told me one time, I'm telling you, oh, man, I got to hurry up. I got to hurry up. Let me, just, let, me just, let me just keep on going. Should I tell it? <sighs> well, God told me one time, he said, listen, Portia. He said, listen, I had this person in my life. Praise God. I had this person in my life that was like a thorn in my flesh. I know you never had one, Pastor, but I did, okay? It was a thorn in my flesh. And this, this person, no matter what you did for them, they always, don't, don't, don't let the pastor, don't just let, don't let the pastor see you come and go, oh, what they want now, oh, Jesus. But this person, no matter what I did, no matter what I did to them, for them, it, it, they had a deficit in them that they always needed more. So it didn't matter that I went and spent all this money and on their wedding that I didn't have to and, and did all this stuff for them for free. It didn't matter all this stuff. And here I am, I'm pouring in, I'm pouring in, I'm pouring in, I'm pouring in. And then they come back with a complaint. You not doing enough for me. I'm like, what? I'm not doing enough. You don't even know that I secretly went to L.A. and got you all this stuff and did all this stuff. And I'm thinking that to myself. But God said, be quiet. Don't defend yourself. Because if you don't defend yourself, then God will defend you. I didn't have to defend myself because my sister was in the room. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> and I had to calm her down. Come on. But here it was. I'm in, I'm in this room and I'm, I'm doing this. And so God says, a lot of times people, they can't see what you did for them, they can only see what you don't do. The enemy, what he does is he magnifies what you don't do. Come on. And all these years, I've, I've been there for you. Who was it that was praying for you? Who was it that was crying out for you? Come on. And they didn't see anything that you did for them. They only see what you don't do. We realize that that spirit always wants to come into the church. Who knows what I'm talking about? Who knows what I'm talking about? You say, uh-uh, I got to see. Well, my pastor prays for me. My pastor cries out. He's watching over my soul. And when he tells me something to do, it's because he loves me. And he sees greater than I see for myself. Oh, come on, somebody. So we gotta, if we make a mistake, we got to be willing as pastors, as leaders to say, you know what? I, I, I probably judged that wrong. I, I'm sorry. I love you. Would you please forgive me? Can we be quick to forgive? Do you know that God has called us to be quick to forgive? Do you know that? <sighs> Yesterday, my mentor, one of my main mentors, passed away, went on to be in the Lord, with the Lord yesterday. When I went by her side a week ago, she said, I want you to come because God is almost time for me to leave, and I I want you to come, and I want you to tell me all the stuff to do for my funeral. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you all this stuff. You have to understand, this lady was born a miracle. She was born with hundreds of fractures in her body. Her family was told she would never, ever live to be a teenager. She lived to be a teenager. She lived, she was 80-something years old when she passed away. This, this lady was hit by a car two years ago going across in her wheelchair and was hit by a car and all these, all these bones and stuff got broken in her body. And she could only lift up one hand to praise God. All, everything else was broken. And she had her voice and she said, Portia sing. And she lifted up her hand. I'm talking about her body twisted and mangled to the point you would even recognize. I'm talking about just all. But all she could do was just lift up one hand to praise God. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, oh, my God. I leave out there like, what the heck are you complaining about? What are you complaining about? You could be laying up here for years like she was and only have one hand to lift up your hand and praise God. Would you be doing it? She wasn't complaining about nothing. She wasn't, she wasn't, she said, no, my life is in God's hand, Portia. Come on, let's worship. And all she had was one hand. Come on, but you have your hands. You have your legs. You have your feet. You have your voice. You and I have that. What can we do for, with God with what he's given us? What can we do? We can be doing more. 
We could be doing more because the time, you guys, is getting short. You can tell by the signs. I don't got time to go into it. Come on. You can tell by the signs today, though, that the, the time is getting shorter and shorter. And God has called us to the kingdom for such a time as this. For such a time as this. But sometimes we have to go back and we have to say, listen, I, 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 I spoke to you wrong, kid, and I'm, and I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? Can I, can I just ask? Can I ask you to please just do something when you apologize to somebody? If you forget everything I said, you know, don't say if I offended you. Oh, another 30 minutes. Okay, let me hurry up. Because that's taking no ownership, no responsibility. I obviously offended you, and I am so sorry. Would you please forgive me? If I had it to do again, I could have done something. I would have done something differently. I love you. This is the church where people see love in action. This is the church where people see humility. Come on. The problem is, is that we all put on the armor of God in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. But the problem is, it's all shiny. So we have to put on the cloak that Jesus wore over it. Come on. Because otherwise we can be blinded by our own glory. Listen. Some people say, well, Pastor Portia, they just going to have to love me the way I am. It depends. Are you being your authentic self? Are you being who God has created you to be? Are you being who God, you can come back to the, to the, to the guitar, because I, I can keep on preaching like notes and notes here. Like you could come back. Listen. To live our best life, we must be willing to change our courses. To be the best you that you can be, to live at the top of our potential. To be our authentic selves. What does that look like? We can't live our best life until we stop surviving our old lives. You cannot be the one God created you to be and still be the person you are right now. Being your best authentic self, a prisoner in your, in your own life. I'm not talking about living up to other people's expectations. I'm talking about living up to God's expectations of us. Today, God, I present my body a living sacrifice. I present my body a living sacrifice. I, I, I can't. holy and acceptable in your sight. I present my body as a living sacrifice. Come on. I have eyes. I have hands. I have feet. I can walk. And all of a sudden, God said to tell you to see again. I need you to see again. Come on, don't let nothing take away your vision of who God created you to be of who God called you to be. More. Created you for more. Created you for so much more. So much more. I see your heart. I see your heart. Giving you a brand new start, a brand new start. Created you for more. Created you for so much more. Increase. Increase and enlargement. God has put people around you that's going to teach you in this next season of your life. He's put people around you that's going to pour into you. And God says to get ready because he's going to use you mightily. Come on. Don't worry about yesterday. Don't look back. Come on. So get ready. He's going to touch you. Come on. He's going to heal your heart. He's going to heal your heart because some things happen, you know, but he sees all that. He sees it. So get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. You're in the right place at the right time. Come on, Jesus.
anointing, anointing, a fresh anointing. Anointing, anointing, a fresh anointing will fall on you, will fall on you, will fall on you. Anointing, enabling power of God, a fresh anointing, a fresh anointing. Oh, when I call you, go ahead and get up out of your bed and come and see and I will speak to you and grab your guitar and go ahead and play and I'm going to increase what I put inside of you. A fresh anointing, a fresh anointing is coming on you now. A fresh anointing. A fresh anointing is gonna empower you and how I will I will bring the increase ah. I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it thank you Lord Jesus you know the Lord wants to just fill you to overflowing he just wants to just blast you you know what i'm saying i mean i see you singing i see you playing so increase i just anoint you right now in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name in jesus name i thank you right now see see again okay I got one more story for you. And I might have told you this before. But you got to hear it again. Because the vision that God has given your pastors, you are a great big part of it. And they can't do it without you. One day I had this treadmill, this little thing, an elliptical thing that goes like this, you know, which I should have never sold. But anyway, I... I was, here I am going like this, and I'm on this elliptical, and all of a sudden I see what is an open vision. And this open vision, I saw people with all these tickets. Jesus, admit one. All these Christians, they were like chopping it up. Hey, how you doing? Just talking to each other. Some of them had wheelbarrows of tickets, just walking, just wheelbarrows of tickets. The other ones, you know, just holding tickets like this in their hand. Heaven, admit one. Jesus, admit one. And all of a sudden, I saw this vision of hell. These people, they had these tickets, and they said, hell, admit one. And they were walking by the Christians like this. But they were so wrapped up in their own selves. They were so wrapped up that they didn't even see the people going to hell. They just walking, going straight down the escalator. And all of a sudden, the Lord gave me a song in that vision. I won't sing it to you now, but the words are, what, a, what if you had a ticket to heaven? Would you stop and take a moment to give it away? Would you be too busy with your own plans? Would you be too busy having fun with your friends? You do have a ticket and his name is Jesus, and he is the one, and he is the only way to heaven. So don't let a drop of blood be wasted. Come on, don't let a drop of blood be wasted because of fear you hesitated. Come on, to give away your ticket to heaven. And all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to me, and he says, I need you to see people again. You and I are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. And God has given us an assignment. And if we are the authentic people that he has created us to be, 
then it's time for us to arise and it's time for us to walk in who God has created us to be. It's time for us to be the people that he is or he has already spoken before the foundation of the world to see. Come on, I'm not just talking to you. I'm telling you a word from the Lord that it's time for us to get in a hurry. It's time for us to see bigger than ourselves, bigger than our own problems. It's time for us to look past our offenses. Come on, it's time for us to look past they didn't say this and they didn't do this. Come on, it's time to get, get rid of the petty Olympics. My sister used to say that. Come on, we're not going to participate in the petty Olympics. It's time right now for us to realize who our shepherd is. Come on, come on, and lean on him and get into that secret place. It's time. Whoa, so Kenisa. Come on, stir it up. Everybody speaking your heavenly language right now. Maybe you never heard nobody speak in tongues before. That's just the Holy Spirit. That's just the Holy Spirit. You're praying. I'm praying the will of God for you right now, for everybody in this room, for everybody. The scripture says when you speak in your heavenly language that, that the Lord, come on, the Holy Spirit searches the mind of God to pray what is the will of God for you. That's what I'm doing right now. That's what we're doing right now. If you're here today and you say, Pastor Portia, you say, I felt like you was talking to me. And I, I want to repent. I want to just, I want to be who all God called me to be. I, I, I just feel like I'm going to go ahead and join. Come on, join with my assignment with these pastors. I want you just to go ahead and stand up on your feet. Come down here real quick. Come on, come down here real quick. Come on, I feel like you were just talking to me. Come on, quickly, quickly. Don't think about it. Just do it. Come on, I'm ready to go ahead. I'm ready to join in the vision. Come on, I'm ready to arise to be my authentic self. Come on, I'm ready to be who God has created me to be. Come on.